Back Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you and for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Well, hey there. Uh, welcome to Porch. It's an uh, afternoon, and uh, today is hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Our nation is... Uh, navigating some interesting stuff it seems like we've moved from the virus to another virus called racism and uh, navigating what happened last week is uh, african-american man's life was taken by a police officer and uh, it seemed to that seemed to break a dam that's been building for a while and has led to uh, some nationwide things and, and i've been fairly silent on it publicly i've been watching a lot and talking a lot and listening a lot but as a white man, uh, it's a really unique time to figure out what to say and how to say it. And uh, actually, I've had a lot of conversations with some friends back here on the porch about uh, almost the pressure or the awkwardness right now of where we are as a culture. Of You almost feel like you need to have something to say, but how do I say it? Uh, not just because everyone else is saying something or almost you feel pressured to say something. It's a really strange time uh, culturally. But in... On another side of that, I love that this conversation is surfacing. I believe that is on purpose. And I hope that there's healthy things to come as a result of this conversation happening. Hopefully the writing stops and the opportunity to take advantage of this moment in a negative way stops. And it leads to some healthy, uh, very realistic conversations. I wanted to throw in a few thoughts. Um, I've been lucky enough to uh, see this perspective this issue in a lot of different ways. Some of my best friends, by the way, are, are black men, and uh, they're just my friends. I don't. It's funny, I, the very first podcast we did with my buddy Chris, we told the story about how we were uh, on a road trip together, and we dealt with some um, felt racism. He's black, and I'm not. And we walked into a restaurant together, and these guys stared at him and stared at me like we didn't belong. And... I will never forget getting in the car with him going, man, do you deal with that? He's like, every time I leave Atlanta. And I'd never thought about that with him, that my buddy goes through this stuff simply because of the color of his skin. It really made me think about what I take for granted, but also just what he goes through. And I'm like, man, I have no idea what you go through simply because of the color of your skin. But I know your heart. And I would say that about a lot of my friends um, who might be a different color than I am. I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by some really incredible men and friends who uh, uh, have incredible hearts for Jesus and for others. And um, it's funny, I just don't often think about their color. Uh, we, we make jokes or whatever, uh, kidding around, and even those we try to be wise about. But um, man, what a time. What a time. I was thinking um, back in the day, uh, for me, when I say back in the day, that usually means back in my campus crusade days. Um, when I was on staff for that ministry. I was at summer camp once, and uh, I picked up this incredible speaker at the airport uh, who was speaking at our camp that night, and we stopped and had lunch, and he's a very well-acclaimed Bible-teaching man of God who happens to be African-American. And uh, we were at lunch just having this incredible conversation about life and faith and uh, reaching others for Jesus. And 
and he just said in a conversation we were having about life and students and culture at the time, and this was quite a few years ago, he kind of cocked his eye and looked at me and said, you know, I think there's going to be some white people really upset when they get to heaven and they look around and it's not a whole bunch of people like them. He goes, there's going to be all kinds of people there, different colors, different ethnicities, different languages. It's not just going to be middle class white people in heaven. In fact, that's not it at all. Heaven is open to anyone, any color. I, I was, oof. You know, I, that, that's an obvious statement, but I've not really heard it before. And the way that he put it was so good for me just to reset my my thought. I'm not trying to build a white heaven. That's that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, that's it's a whole other conversation. But I, that's not my goal. My goal is to serve a God who loves everyone and to point people to the God of eternity and to the, the Son Jesus who saves us all. And that's... Jesus doesn't look at my color. He looks at my heart. And, I, gosh, I, I, I just remember that thought. Man, there's going to be some people get to heaven and look around and get upset. And there's a whole lot of people there who aren't like them. And I just remember thinking, one, there was some buckshot in that, that statement, for sure. Um, but, two, he was just making the comment that most of us think heaven's going to look like us. And it's not. It's going to look like the body of Christ. And... Uh, man, when it comes to racism, it's a great thought that if they are your brother and sister in Christ, it doesn't matter what their skin color is. It matters about the heart. If they're not your brother in Christ, if they're not your sister in Christ, there's an opportunity for them in the midst of this conversation to extend love and grace and empathy like Jesus has extended to us. And the opportunity to step in in that moment and to point people to something way bigger and better than us because we are all so superficial whether we admit it or not we're all superficial we all have our preconceived notions we all have our thoughts and uh, most of us are just a few generations removed from uh, generational racism from cultural racism I mean I, I remember when my grandparents were still alive hearing them talk about they grew up where they could not drink uh water out of the same fountain in school. There was a, a black fountain and a white fountain, water fountain. And I remember thinking, golly, there, there was a point where, anyway, just culturally, we're, we're just a couple generations removed. This isn't, um, and I, I, we, we forget all the time, if you're, if you're not black, if you're not of a different um, uh, skin color than white, sometimes we forget what other people have gone through. And I think this conversation is making people hit the brakes and think about it. And um, as awful as the surroundings are, um, maybe God's trying to do something special. I was thinking about what Paul said, and um, you know, I go to Paul a lot, but he's my boy. Uh, in Ephesians, in Ephesians, there's a lot of talk about unity in Ephesians. Um, as Paul writes to the church of Ephesus, he, he tends to to speak, and mostly because from my understanding is that there were some things going on where they were starting to to pick little fights over small things as the church was starting and some people were starting to draw lines between each other and a little bit of a power grab and so Paul wrote him a letter to go hey 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 this is about Jesus it's not about this or that let's let's get it right let's make this the thing the thing and um, anyway here, here here's here's a quick thought from Paul and uh, this is Ephesians chapter 4 however um, 
you know, he's talking about things we've gone through and, and our understanding and uh, what we used to be. Then he goes, however, it's not the way you learn. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to be put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. And he goes on to say some, some more incredible things, but just that thought that, man, you know, whatever we were before Christians, we need to put that off and put on the new self created to be like him and righteousness and holiness. And I think that means how we view people, too. And culturally or, or whatever, no matter what color you are or, or what you've been through or what your economic situation is or, or any of that stuff, uh, man, a little bit of empathy and a little bit of grace will go a long, long way. And if you have trouble with that, look in the mirror because God offers you that every morning when you wake up. And he says, let's try again. I'm going to believe in you today. And for many of us, we gave him no reason the day before to do that. But every day he extends to us empathy and grace that we don't deserve. I'm not saying that the other culture doesn't deserve that. That's not my point. My point is we should treat other people the same way he treats us, no matter what their skin color is. And so here's just a quick challenge from the porch, just, just from some conversations that have been percolating back here uh, with some friends and my own heart and my own experience. I just want to challenge you to think about um, simply if you find yourself in this, this season where all the noise is so loud, and you're being challenged to think what you think about culture and your, about race, I would simply ask you to stop and think and consider uh, how does Jesus treat you? Because we should treat everyone that way, no matter what color they are. It's just that simple. And if you're in a position where you have any type of authority or leadership, how do you leverage that to help others understand that? That no one is better than anyone else because of their color. And God doesn't look at your color. He looks at your heart. And we should too. So it's just a simple challenge from the course today. Just think about race, racism and what's going on in our culture and in our world. And uh, gosh, it's been a little overwhelming in the last week. And it sure is good to know that this isn't it. This is not heaven. We're not there yet. And although heaven's going to look differently than most of us think it will, <laughs> uh, back to my friend's point, I think, uh, Maybe this is a great reminder that we're not home yet. We still have more work to do, but we need to do it together. And that we have an incredible opportunity now as the body of Christ to represent him in our culture in a very, very, very powerful way that could have some tangible results sooner than later. So that's a few thoughts from the porch today. Talk soon.